Okay, guys, we've gone through the whole office today uh, and tonight, spoken to all of the real estate agents about the best questions they can get asked to find out the best amount of information. We've got Billy the Kid. How are you, Billy? Good evening, guys. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for having me again. Got 12 questions lined up. And you're going to ask them. Stay tuned, guys. All right, 12 questions to ask a real estate agent. Good evening. We've got 12 killer questions lined up. Mark, you're on the hot seat. Question one, let's get into it. Question one. Question one, what have we got? What would the owner accept, Mark? Okay, so guys out there, when... Do not, stay shy, stay dry. Well, it can only be one or two minutes on every question, so I've got to be quick. But stay shy, stay dry. Like asking that question is right in between the eyeballs. What would the owner accept? Big smile, nice and friendly, not aggressive. That is the bottom, bottom, bottom line of what those guys. And you know what? Sometimes people dance around the question, but getting straight in there, I love that question. Yeah, it's a killer. Good evening, Tony. Hope you're well. Question two. Let's get it on to the next. What is motivating the seller? Okay. So this one here, Billy, ask questions if I don't make sense. This one here is understanding the whole goddamn reason someone wants to do the business. If you can understand that, you can be a better negotiator as a purchaser, as a tenant, as a landlord, like why do these guys want to do the business? If you can find that out, that's going to unpick the deal a little bit easier for you. So find out that true motivation. It may not be money. You may be throwing money at the deal and it's not about money. Any questions, Billy Boy? Yeah, Mark, if you're uh, if you're the killer agent, are you supposed to be telling the buyers what these, what these motives are? <laughs> I thought that's the aim of the game. Okay. So, you know what? Um, one thing that I've learned is everyone knows what they should do, but they actually don't do it. So, even if I give away the top 12 best questions to ask your real estate agents and some of them may be secrets, it's, in, uh, it's pretty rare that people will actually adopt all of them, use all of them for greater evil. Right. So, Next just get question. on with it, you Okay. Get on with Question it. three. You name the price. Price is the big one. And I'll name the terms. Where are we? So I dodge you with this camera work. You name the price and I'll name the terms. All right. So people always um, – got a question for you, Billy. Yeah, fire. Your car um, – Dream. what's your dream car? Uh, let's go Range Rover. Okay. So the Range Rover, you want to sell your Range Rover? How much do you want yeah. to sell it for? 100. 100 Gs. 100 Gs. You name the price and I'll name the terms. I'll pay you 100 Gs. I'll pay you 120 Gs. How does that sound? Brilliant. But I want to pay you over five years. Not so brilliant. 
So terms are really, really important. And when you unpick that deal a little bit and you can understand the terms, you will understand that sometimes price is not the only thing that matters. So I love the saying, you name the price, Mr. Seller, and uh, and and I'll name the terms when I'm buying something because some t- the terms can often outweigh that price pretty easily depending on the terms. Yeah, got it. Number four. How do I improve the value of my property, Mr. Agent? So this one is, you know what, it's sometimes when you live in a property, you're, uh, you, you don't actually see what other people see. When you ask your real estate agent, when you come through and you ask them that genuine question, i got to say, you know, take an average, get three agents through, Ask those three that question, but Jesus, they are going to tell you how to make that property value explode if you do what they say. They know what sells and what is hot out in the market in terms of renovations. They know what not to do and to do. Take their advice because it's going to make you money. And if you're living in the property, it's tax-free money that you're making. So no better way than putting a bit of money in and listening to the real estate agent to add value. Billy Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. Can you help me, Mr. Agent? <laughs> what do you reckon, Matt? Well, you um, you've got a, you've been employed to do a job. So, what are you going to do for me, Mark? Well, I got to, I got to say, um, I had a client that went around, went around America, came back, very smart guy, very, very successful man. I said, what did you learn the most at 70 years of age? And he said, Mark, playing stupid gets me a long way. So what do you mean? He goes, when you pull over and you ask people genuinely for help, they are there. They will help. When you pull over and think you know it all, act like a bit of a smart ass and ask for directions, they'll tell you the wrong directions. So my point is being a little bit, gushy being a little bit vulnerable playing a little bit stupid asking your real estate agent for genuine help puppy dog eyes is going to help you navigate through that sale better yeah yeah and you do it well mark you do it well uh, <laughs> number six will o- will the owner sell with vendors finance you know what? Crazy question, guys. James Lamplough said that you're aggressive. Um, very aggressive, Billy. James, uh, okay, what was the question again? Vendor finance. Good question. Yeah, okay. Vendor finance? You know what? You know what this is, guys? Using other people's money to make money. Sounds like a really, really clever concept. Not many people actually ask. You would be surprised how many people will say yes to vendor finance? I will pay the price you want to sell at if you can leave some money on the table for me as an official loan. That's not a loan from a bank. That's a loan from the person that's selling. And often people have got so much cash they're sitting on when they sell, they will leave a little bit of money on the table for you. It sounds crazy, but even if it's one out of 50 people that do it or one out of 30 people that do it or I don't know, it's worth asking the question. Yeah, yeah. Number seven, can I make an offer? It's a free question, dollar signs. <laughs> hey, Billy, we've done well on time. Yeah, we're doing well. We're tracking well. 
really well. Considering how much I normally talk, it's it's pretty good. Did you have any questions while we're going along? Because I don't want to leave, leave you behind thinking. I know that mind goes a million no, kilometres an hour. I've got one at the back. So, viewers, stay tuned. Billy's questions are coming up. But feel free to ask along the way. Um, so, guys, Billy, uh, he, uh, most talented real estate agent on the northern beaches, up and rising. Keep an eye on his career. Watch him on social. He's a very <laughs> – he's the guy that asks – that, that thinks, that asks questions with his mind, body, spirit, eyes, brain, muscle, everything, and um, very, 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 what you've learned in such a short amount of time, keep an eye on this guy, girls, guys and girls, keep an eye on Billy Drury, follow him on Instagram. Thank you, Back to questions. Did you, yeah, did you, you didn't answer my question. Can I make an offer? It's a free question. Okay, now, people get too vested when they're buying a property. Building inspection, pest inspection, five times go through, eight times go through. Guys, don't forget to make a simple offer. You get so emotional about it, don't. It is free just to ask the question. To put an yeah. offer in, you are not committed. It is a free question. You're not emotionally committed. You're not financially committed. You haven't contracted yourself to the property. Flop it out. So you're not bound to anything, Mark. You can put it out there and retract it if you have a change of mind. What's the worst that can go wrong? They're going to say no and it's a free question. Free question. Might as well ask it. Question eight. What would you do in my situation? I'm sure you get that one a lot. Everyone surely asks that. What would you do in my situation if you're the buyer-seller? If you're a buyer, you know, this goes for tenants as well. Um, I do think in the power of negotiation, it, when you show uh, willingness to work with the, the person that's conducting the negotiation, um, an open hand rather than a closed fist, um, I think people will forge forward or nudge forward towards you. If you go the opposite, people will pull back from you. So I think asking someone the question, what would you do if you're in my situation, they will often give you the complete Da Vinci code to actually undoing the undoing to doing the deal and unlocking the deal. So I reckon what would you do in my situation is just a real powerful position in a, in a, in a negotiation right at that important point, and I think it's showing vulnerability and that person will help you with the right answers. Yeah, yeah. Number nine, if I give the landlord stability, can I pay less rent? Okay. Yeah, this is going back. Very important in rent. Very important rent. Guys, it's going back to dollars are not the most important thing in business. Rent or sales price is not the most important thing in business. You've got to remember there's other things. Some landlords feed, and I mean like feed, off security, safety. If you can come along to say to an owner, I will pay six months in advance in rent, they may do the deal for less. If you come along to an owner and say, I would like a lease when they when the owner wants a lease, 
that can buy yourself lower rent. So you can actually trade off lower rent with giving other parts. You know, another thing I, I notice some, some tenants do is don't worry about maintenance. I'll look after the property, particularly commercial tenants. Don't even ask the landlord. I've got it sorted. They stay under the radar so the owner goes, they're such nice people, I'm not going to put their rent up. It happens. Yeah, any questions? Any, any, any Billy Boy questions? No, I, yeah, but it goes a long way when you can um, obviously be flexible on the terms up front, um, you know, from our point in residential. Uh, maintenance is a big one, being a bit of a bit of a handyman, being able to fix the small things, you know, it goes a long way. Yep. Good morning, Philip. Uh, good morning, Jimmy. Good. Well, good evening to all of you. Um, number oh, 10. Philip's in the UK. Oh, hello, fellow UKer. Um, yeah, it's one of your mates. Number 10, can you recommend me a broker or lawyer? <sighs> Guys, this is my favourite question. This is my favourite question. It's the big one, Billy Boy, Billy Bo. You know what? Um, Billy, uh, you asked me this question. You asked me which... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this 18-year-old this, this kid out of school been in the business for six months, comes up to me and says, can I use your accountant? And I go, why? He goes, because he must be good. So I ring my accountant who, who who doesn't probably have Billy's profile anyway, and I said, mate, you've got to look after this guy. So I was touched by the question. I called my accountant and said, look, I know I know he's not the your target market as an accountant of the stuff I do, you do for me and the stuff you do for him, but this guy's going places. Back to your yep. question and, and relating it directly back to that question. With a recommendation comes a lot of trust, a lot of loyalty, um, particularly if the person is not getting remunerated financially for it. So in real estate, you do have to actually disclose if you're getting financially remunerated for it. So... When someone asks me for a lawyer or when – because I'm not getting financially remunerated. When they ask me for a broker, like Billy, they ask me for an accountant. You are giving a piece of your IP to the person who's asked your question. You are not going to give them a Muppet. You're going to give them someone that you trust, that you like. Why? Because you want the person you, love, you trust and you like to grow as well. Not necessarily the person that asks you, but sometimes, yes, in your situation, but definitely the person you're referring to. So these guys, when, when, I, when I give out my solicitor or when I give out my mortgage broker that I recommend, these guys are absolute guns in the business and will make you an absolute fortune. They're not making me a cent by referring them, but my God, the amount of the amount of people that that Mark Conway, who I use, has made a fortune for with loans when no one else could do the loans, or the amount where Anthony Meddy from HPL has closed a deal, um, Ulu Marasco, um, closed a deal because they're so smart. These guys are so commercial; they're not just legal. Um, these guys are lawyers for life. That's a long one. Sorry, Jimmy put a good um, a good mix uh, one into the mix there. Is it ever a conflict of interest, Mark? No, because uh, the way your uh, the intentions of the of referring it are good. 
and that's not fun. I'm not referring these guys because I'm getting a, a backhander because I'm not. Uh, I'm referring because they're wonderful at what they do. How is that ever going to be a conflict for a client when someone's just fantastic at what they do? Yeah, yeah, that's Jimmy right. agrees. Disclosure. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big one. Number eleven. How can I keep my tenant happy and settled? It's a gentle question, and it's a good, honest question. Uh, we have landlords that uh, they make every decision based on that first. Um, they want to make sure that uh, they they know they know that with the landlord knows that we've got their back so hard that they can actually ask that question of, look, is there anything I can do nice for my tenant? So I think I think if a tenant wants the security of a lease and you can offer it, great. I think if the tenant wants um, something that to be done on the property that can add value to the property, great. Um, I think any way that you can pat the tenant on the back uh, and you can potentially do well from it as well, you're both a winner. So I really think, what's that question again? Can I do anything to make my tenant yeah. feel settled? How can I keep my tenant happy and settled? I really think it's a it's a good disposition to have as an as a landlord. That does get abused when you manage property yourself. It does. But when you ask that question and you've got you've got the uh, real estate agent managing your back bit of a right wheeler, then you can genuinely ask those questions and you will it, you'll make a good balanced decision. But sometimes I'll see landlords manage the property that's their one and only and they do get screwed a little bit mm. all right i'll throw one into the the mix here mark number 12 what age does a killer agent need a killer signature <laughs> i i asked this question in the office today because up till now it's just been billy drury on the dotted line what age do you need a proper signature or do you need one at all is that like a pen signature? Yeah, yeah. Proper signature. What age do you need? Do you need a proper signature that doesn't show your name? What, how did you come up with your ideas back in the day? Uh, okay, signature. Are you just talking about what you sign on a piece of paper? That's the one. Dotted line. Yeah. Or, or you talk about what goes at the end of your email? Or are you talk no, about your no, brand? Like the one you put on the big <laughs> bank check, like the big one. That's a good question. Um, do you know what? Do you want to know the truth? Yeah, yeah. There was a guy. There was a there was a guy called James Marve, and he was a landlord's agent for me, real estate agent. Um, and James Marve out west, he had the, he's got the most ridiculous, bombastic, if that's a word. Crazy yeah. signature. When he signed something, it went over half of the A4. <laughs> that was, it was out of control. And I reckon that's when I settled with my signature because probably, this is a great question, probably for about five or eight years, I'm looking at my signature going, nah, 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 nah. I saw James Marve's signature and I just thought, man, if you could, if you're like 50 years of age and you can get away with a signature like that all of your life, I actually asked, I had a couple of jokes with him about it and asked him about it, but 
I thought, nah, that's just it. My signature is my signature is my signature is my signature. So what's the question again? What age does a killer agent need a killer signature? It's no age. It's, no age. it's a, it's a, it'll, it'll just sit with you, but that's it. So, you know, it will change. It's technically not allowed to, but it will, your signature will change, does change, can change, but you'll, you'll sit, that signature will just sit with you at one point and you'll go, no, that's it, bang. Lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. Yeah, right. That's a good one. Yeah, Jimmy put legal 18, but yeah, that, that was a question I was throwing around the office this afternoon and it, it got people's minds working. What age did you get? It is interesting. Yeah, and look, I'll put it out there to people that are watching. What age did you look at your signature and go, nailed it? Nailed it, and it hasn't changed since. I reckon I was at about uh, 25, 26. Yeah, 25, maybe 26. I'd love to know what people out there, what age you hit, even after the show. Let us know. What else, Billy? We were talking about positively framed questions, the way you can work, how, how powerful it is to word a question. Do you want to give the, the viewers a bit of an insight on that? Positively framed Billy, questions. Billy scares me sometimes with these questions. It just comes very left of centre and um, he thinks about them a lot. And you know you think about it a lot, so then you've got to think about it extra when he asks the question, particularly when he asks it a couple of times. You get even more worried. Okay, you like this one, didn't you? I It gets – I love it, yeah. Yeah. So this one, guys, is uh, positively framed questions. Allow me to give you an example. Uh, you're at a market appraisal, someone selling their property. They – you would like to know what the parking arrangement is downstairs. If you negatively frame the question, you would say, does the property have a garage? And the person can will either say yes or they will say, oh, it's, got a, it's got a car space or oh, it's got a carport or no, um, no parking. So you've negatively framed three out of the four answers that the person can give you. Opposite example want to know about the parking arrangement for the property and you say to the person, does the property have any parking? Person has a garage, person has a carport, person has a car space. They feel good about the answer that they give you. You've positively framed. So you've actually given three of out of the four answers are going to be answered positively by the client as opposed to three out of the four answers are going to be answered negatively. Now, when you introduce a, a set or a series of questions that you have positively framed, the person feels better about you. When you've introduced a set of negatively framed questions, the person feels like shit. And I don't know why, but you've asked those questions that have, brought it, that have just brought it down a little bit. That is negatively positively uh, how to ask a positively a framed question and i know now you're using this for your benefit this show tonight billy i love it <laughs> i had to do it viewers i'm sorry but i need to uh, listen to that another one more time every time i listen to there it, it takes a little bit more a little bit more yep Man, it is. It's honestly, I. It's one of the most powerful things out there. I think choosing your words in our business, in in, in not in, in our business, in life. 
I think can really take you a long way and you don't notice you'll make up inches and inches and centimetres and millimetres every single time you, you do it a better way um, and you get further ahead without having to do any more work. It's weird. Yeah, it's clever. We done? That's it. That's it. Jim, Jimmy was 25 when he nailed his signature. I was 26. Have a great night. Billy, thank you for your energy and your hard work. Cheers, guys. Have a good evening. Have a great night. See you guys. Bye now.